Coming at you from Scratchable Studio, it's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. I'm Daniel Tyson. I'm Tommy Dixon. We <laughs> look together again, it's crazy. <laughs> Love it when that happens. Right. Uh, we're coming at you today again to present the fourth part, fourth and final. Final, yes. Of uh, our very first chronicle, Into the Breach. You know, recorded a year ago. Is it about that long already? Holy smokes. That's what she said. And uh, all right, starting off good. That's how we do. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we're bringing you the dramatic conclusion, I suppose we could say. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's very dramatic. It's it's the finale. So hopefully, I mean that'd be the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. But you know, uh, we hope you've been enjoying the series so far. Um, Happy New Year, guys. Yes. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Christmas. Just passed. By now. Man, by the time this airs, holy smokes. Yep. Right. Merry yep. Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, you know, all Ma- the Merry Hanukkah, yeah, the whole... All of them. Happy Hanukkah, all of them. Yep. All of them. Just celebrate them all at once. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, good to you. That's, that's the thing. Likewise. That's <laughs> all I gotta say. <laughs> you know, it's how, like, the last three weeks were very concise and to the point that you put us three in a room together and now it's fucking chaos. It's yeah, just how it goes. I love we're it. We're just a bunch of assholes. And... You guys seem to enjoy that, so yeah. thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, uh, this is obviously the last part of the First Chronicle, so it's worth mentioning that there are the day or two left? A couple days. A couple I days believe it's like four days left. Yeah. You get onto that Patreon so you can make sure you get the start of our third chapter. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a great time to do it, and also let's not forget that we have the bundle for sale for the guilty. Yep. You can get all nine parts for at uh, Kofi. Yep. Kofi.com slash Rage Cross Internet. K-O dash F-I. Thank you. <laughs> we're all going to say it. It's fine. Right. And then, uh, of course, and we're going to be sure that we've already mentioned this on the Discord plenty. I'm sure we And have. sent a message out to existing patrons, but just so it bears repeating, if uh, you are missing parts, that we will work with you directly to make sure that you can fill that, you know, you can get the entire series for a proper price for what you're missing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll work with each individually to figure out what it is. We have our own little system going yep. to make sure we're not going to rip anybody off here. Now, I want to make sure we take care of you guys who have joined up and don't have the full set, so you guys will be taken care of too. Don't worry about that bundle. Talk to us. We'll take care of it. But you already know that by now. So, without further ado. Without further ado. Chapter 4. Roll Tick Thaka. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, patrons? It's February, and time for another post-mortem. Part four of uh, Into the Breach, Raltic Thaka. Obviously, Porter here. We've got uh, Joey. Hey, guys. Tom and Danny. What's up? Hey. So let's, uh, let's not bullshit. This is the final chapter of the First Chronicle. It's a lengthy one. Season finale. That is First Chronicle under. And again, I mean, this was that just that first four-parter. You know, to get you guys, uh, see if you were interested. We found out pretty quickly this was going to continue to be a thing. Got her pinky toes wet. Right. I was going to say feet. <laughs> you want to go pinky toes, weirdo. I mean, that's, just, that's about as far as you got before you guys were like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it that's didn't why I said we got much. our pinky toe wet. Not toes, <laughs> pinky toe. <laughs> it, it didn't take much of this this entire this first story to, to get us... Hooked. Oh, hooked, but I didn't get like super passionate about it until halfway through the guilty. 
Which, no, that's fair, but which we will be covering. But oh, yeah, we will. Well, we got to we'll get, get through this and one you guys first. Will realize why I got really passionate about the game. <laughs> I think I got pretty passionate about it pretty early though. It just you know stories like this one was awesome, and then the guilty just like the hooks were already synced in, but it's like, here, let me massage that hook back into your flesh. That's weird. I know. I know that sounds kind of dirty. Had to use the word massage. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how else to put it, but let's just rip off the band-aid, sir. Right. Well, even well, even this, you know, going into it here, you know, this fourth part, even this was kind of weird, you know, because we established it was we're going to see if this sticks or not, and because I wasn't sure at the time that it was going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been the last war story I ever told, but I had an angle, you know, so I wanted to do that angle, and there were certain. You know, I mean, like you look at the NPCs, it's like all my favorite NPCs. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's there's a level of self-indulgence here also, because it's like, hey, I'm trying to get you guys in. I'm trying to make sure you guys want to do this before we do this for real. Also, if this is my last werewolf story. You want to use the best you can. Yeah, I just, I want to I want to do the things I want to do with it. You want to have fun too. Yes, that's the, there it is. It's exactly it. I want to have some fun with this shit too. Uh, and you did. I did. I did. And then, you know, I, I wouldn't say I wrote myself into a corner. Because I absolutely didn't. But um, I guess, you know, we'll get to it at the end of the story. Let's, let's, okay. Let's take yeah. it as it goes. Yeah, take, yeah absolutely. So we uh, we start out just as we ended the last time with, uh, you know, why are you doing his meditation? He breaks out, you know, roll tic-thaka, roll tic-thaka, roll tic-thaka. And then passes out. He does. And he opens his eyes wide. Uh, they're completely wide open to shut again as he passes out. And then we get the... Um, <laughs> Butcher's like, well then. Just about everybody's reaction. Yeah, to it. yeah. yeah and, and he just yeah. voiced it. Yeah, Butcher's the only one who actually had the, I think, willingness to say anything. Yeah, I would be like, well, okay, you know. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be the first that to say can't anything. Can't be good, right? <laughs> everyone was thinking the same thing, you know. And then Whiplash gives an order, everyone, you know, stay close, and Jude leaves. Like, yep, he simply stands and walks off. Yeah, gotta run to to town. I'll be back shortly. Well, again, it's it's his pager that's going off. Like, how nineties? Exactly right. Which fine (laughs) because it's it's relatable now. He he hit shit to do. His pager went off. But I love immediately after Whiplash. You know, nobody go too far. We're gonna have a chat with the old man once he wakes. All right, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He doesn't give a fuck. He's got shit to do. Yeah. Such a shit lord. <laughs> and then Dempsey gives uh gives a little bit of a pat on the back to you guys for your uh for your work in the last story. Oh, you know how when um Butcher's got wounded. And I think we we um didn't stress it too much, I don't think, of the day. I don't think so. You know, is it Butcher's I think I think the time you mentioned the Butchers did get his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. And you guys Jumped right there to help yeah, to have yeah. his back. We mothers touched it pretty. Quick. Yeah, that was yeah. healed pretty well immediately. Yeah, Jessica was so part of her story at the time, and she did mother's touch. But um, I think Tom and I jumped in front to pretty yeah. much protect. We protect. We, we basically circled around them. I remember. Yeah, she, she had a hell of a role in mother's touch because <laughs> that thing was like reattached. Yeah, <laughs> like instantly. Yeah, they converged, and I, I seem to recall him insulting her for it. Yeah. yeah, he still did something. Yeah, it was like that's okay, fine. That's the best you're going to be able to do. Just go. It's it's on. Just fucking you manage that. Just okay, body so you... work, but it's back. It's just so... love how he said that, but she still had a ridiculous. But yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, but that was so they got the attitude. arm 
kind of set it in place and then mothers touched it back. Yes. Well, and that's that's a good time that you point to bring up because that's something that I do differently from other groups. Mm-hmm. Is you know, mothers touch is you're supposed to do it. It's mm. you're done. <laughs> you're fine. And it doesn't paint a picture though. Though it it doesn't, but also that's really easy. It is a level one gift. It's a little cheaty. I feel it's a little cheating, mm-hmm. you know, because there's not really a ceiling on what that heals. Right. You know? It is vague. It, it's super vague. Well, even the Battle Scout rules can get vague. You know, it's mm-hmm. okay, well, if it's before the scene, you can just Mother's Touch it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, in our games, you know, Mother's Touch will work. Okay, and I think I think my best example is the broken leg example. Yeah. You know, if you, you get a broken leg in the game and, like, that, that bone is just out of your fucking leg, right? And you use Mother's Touch... The a new bone will grow where it was supposed to, and now you still have that piece of bone sticking out like an extra, like a fucking antler. So either shove it back in or pull it off. Yeah, you have to reset that thing. Yeah, you know before you heal it; otherwise, it's not healed right, and you're gonna have to tend to it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got a which we've done that too because you know, yeah, well, and that's... we'll tend to it later, but at least you can walk right now. Exactly. And I like how we do that with Mother's Touch. It's not like a, oh my god, you're 100 percent health again. No, you. Still got your wounds, technically. Yeah. You got problems. I mean, you don't have the dice wound penalty, but you still got problems. Yeah, like those bullets are still in you right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, going to have to take those out. Yeah, they have to be dug out later. Yep. Which is... Another story for later. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. That but is I mean, another story for later. That really is. That's a good another story. Chronicle. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's something that I do unique to the games because I think, you know, life as a guy kind of sucks, so let's extra reflect that. You know, and I think it's um, I think it's a fun extra complication. You know, yeah, it'll heal. It's not right. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna have to do better than just holding the arm kind of near the stump and using mother's touch. And I like how that humanizes the game a little more. It makes it so more you're you're looking at injuries differently. Like, yes, you're because not, it's you're not, not god mode now. Right. You're you know you can still die. Yeah, yeah, there are bigger stakes. Yeah, you're not completely invulnerable. And that's one of the reasons that. I really liked the game more than D&D because, hey, <laughs> we just explained it. He'll spell. Yeah, he'll spell. Oh, you're 100% again. Well, it's, isn't it in D&D, correct me if I'm wrong, that, oh, you died. Let's just take him to Temple. Mm, re, regen. <laughs> uh, just, just, just get some of those ashes. We'll take him to Temple. We'll be fine. We'll forget about it. Isn't, isn't that kind of how that works? Yeah, you don't have to reroll a new character. I know, right? You can just respawn your character, essentially. It's It's, yeah. Anyway, we're not on D&D no, right no, now. But, <laughs> like, what the hell? That's just how that's it's I a see, different I game. I like this because there's still a uh, a real possibility that at any moment my character can die. Yeah. That's why I said the human aspect to it. And it's just mortality. That's that, what it is. It's not sucks. human. No, 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 no. I don't, like, I have no intentions of ever making another character. That's a bold kill statement. Off, tomorrow, kill him off next game. If day. you kill me off, yes, I will. I was going to say, are you leaving this group if your character dies? Because you can't hold this group hostage, sir. <laughs> no, <laughs> you hold you hostage. I, I will point. make another right. one if the, if if Hunter goes. I will make another one. You damn well, better. I, <laughs> but I don't. Well, you I don't, don't want Hunter to die. No, sure. I want to. I want to continue as Hunter as long as I can. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's we. I you hope that for every character, but I right. want Ghost to live forever as well. But it's the apocalypse, man. I, I get that. <laughs> he ain't gonna. I, I get that, but my my point is, as long as this. Group continues on. I would. I want to stay as hunter as much as possible. Okay, right. but can I get an agreement on record that there's going to be no table flipping if characters die? No. 
You can't. I'm staying silent. Oh. <laughs> I was going to just say silent, but I was like, you're going to cut that out in editing. And so. the, and these no. are their firsties. I know. That's going to hurt. I bad. know. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. It's I know it hurt. is. It's going to be a bad it's a day. possibility, but. <laughs> oh, Ghost has come close. Yes. Many times. And every time I was sweating bullets and sick to my stomach. I'd oh, yeah. I just I just want to avoid table flipping. Right. And here's the thing. I won't flip a table. When, I'll just when, be. When, when you I'll cry. Bad news bears. Mm-hmm. When you cry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would No happen. one's going to make fun of you. No. All right. Well, I feel a little bit better. Because uh, we, we all know that. <laughs> oh, pain. yeah. As long as my death frenzy goes out, we're great. <laughs> no. Anyway, back to the story. Guys. Yeah, we're all, all Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Dempsey, you know, he he comes to you guys and he thanks you. Yeah. Or he has this little speech here, which if you look at the script, I, I wrote it kind of phonetically. Right. <laughs> which, which is really good because I feel like I'm reading the Fiona book again. What's <laughs> that <laughs> from my brother? Shame have been there, young as yar. Young as yar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you absolutely wrote it phonetically. Yeah. I'm going to forget. You probably just have to miss Fiona. Gara. This decided. I'm going to mark it proper. They're getting your glyph now. Where do you want them? Oh, yeah. oh that's right. That's yeah, where that's we got where we got Because yeah. remember, at the time, the three of you were all Fiona. Right at the time, yeah. So Dempsey glyphed you guys right then and there. There was a, It was a cool nod. I, I, I yeah. Yeah, it was a, you, it was a show right there. You earned some respect. Did I do it? Did he do it with his bum arm? <laughs> <laughs> Did, no, Dempsey. Oh, Dempsey. Dempsey my yeah. Dempsey, no. Not even that. I put it on my chest. Mine's on my back. I forget where. I don't remember where. Evelyn's. Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn. Yeah. Evelyn was the character. Yeah. I didn't yeah, think about it. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I didn't think about that, too. Probably her shoulder yeah, she or switched, she, she switched characters, so it's like, oh, shit, what was that first character? Right. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. It was Evelyn. Yeah. No, it was. Okay. So, you know, yeah, at that point, we let um, that you guys have a little free time to talk to folk. A little sandbox. Yep. And then uh, Jude returns. <laughs> it wasn't gone long. No, it was the next beat. Where, you know, um, in this set something up that... <laughs> this Instantly set up, foreshadowed. Yeah, this is set up some dominoes that are falling. Now. Still? Yeah, that are still falling. Still yeah. Falling. Yep. You know? It's still in a... Our current chronicle falling. It's yeah. Like yeah. Still falling. Almost like it's so tall, it's taking fucking forever to fall. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I think it's wide, you know, widespread. It's dominoes. thick, probably. <laughs> Ew. It's not the big P anymore. It's no, the big no. D for Domino. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Thank you. Good night. Right. Remember, you guys, you guys paid for this contact. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, D for Domino, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And yeah, Jude gets back and he explains that um, he put some context to work looking into the three of you due to the curious circumstances surrounding your arrival to this forward sept. You the know. double kidnapping? Yeah. You know, the... Quadruple kidnapping. There was four of us. Yeah, because there were. There were but, the four of them. But you were each double kidnapped because you were kidnapped in the van and then... The rabies and chains found you and double kidnapped you. I guess that technically, yeah. Yeah. I guess that technically how it is. Yeah. yeah, at least it was the good guys the second time. Because like, because like, you well, went with them, but can you, if you hadn't, you were going with them. I was gonna say, can you willingly? <laughs> can you kidnap a willing person? I mean, at that point, you got to think about it as a player. You were in a fog. You just right, just doing. right, true. You're just doing. But like, I mean, bottom line, hit uh, you know, like Tom, if you would run, 
Dempsey would have chased you down, and broken then, your legs, and drug you by your stupid hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd have been irritated about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd have acted like you. This is your fault. This is so inconvenient for him. <laughs> like you're the bad guy in that scenario. And I'm questioning yeah. if he's going to send me to an institute. <laughs> but yeah, naked, bloody children walking down the road with their ke- kidnappers, their second kidnappers, <laughs> right? <laughs> I like how, yeah, the rest of the chains, they brought some some clothes, because it's a funny story, but they don't want to bail them out. (laughs) Yeah. So Jude comes back with something. Yes. You know, yeah, he explains, he he sets up contacts looking into you guys, and um, people have been backed up, so he doesn't have everything, you know, all the information he needs quite yet. However, Mm -hmm. he um, passes a... An envelope. Yes, an envelope and a small package. Great. To... At the time, to, to Danny. Yeah, it was Scrag Ripper. Yes. So yeah, we, we already had... Yeah, we talked about talked Scrag about Ripper. How he, how he got his how new name. Got name, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool. And it was a letter from his father. Yeah. And and that was it. It was a letter in the package. And at that time, I was afraid to open the package. Mm-hmm. But the letter was pretty much saying... And it was clear, too, that the father had zero um, education. Or very, very little education. And, and now to, before Danny goes on, I actually wrote this letter. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't um, described. I, I, I scrolled this thing out and folded it up and handed it to him. You know, it made so, it really, it made it more real. And, and and Porter wrote it to the point where, you know, Scrag Ripper's dad had so little education that, you know, the the bad spelling, the, the really bad grammar, the... Not even being able to tell who he was. Yeah, letters were reversed. You know, I got the E backwards, you know. It must have been painful to write. Like, I, I, I wanted it to make it look like a five-year-old did it. It was, yeah, pretty good. I remember reading I saw it. I yeah. remember it. it. It must have been painful to do. And then that's where Jude had told Scry Ripper that this is from your father. He is a Hamid uh, Fianna Thurge. But no. on the letter, no? no. Galliard. Galliard. That's right. And it's a thing the letter, he said... He signed it, Ahram. I thought it was Thurge. It might have been. I haven't seen the letter in a while. But the point is, is is he... It was completely different. <laughs> right. And, and to be clear, he didn't offer that information first, because he read the letter over your shoulder. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, curious. You know, R- Riversong is a galliard. Yeah. Drake Riversong. It was signed, the letter was signed by Drake Riversong. The name alone kind of gives it away. It's a little bit galliard-like. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Fiano like too. It's true. And, you know, I think the the point of Drake is important too, because um, as a Hamid, you know, um, Dave's character, Scrag Ripper, had grown up with the name Luca Drake. Yes. Which also muddied the water there. Yeah. You know, yeah, I remember some. Your dad's saying, name's Drake Drake. Yep. Drake. Right. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? So I, you know, I we we set the we set the that up already. You know, <laughs> set. Yeah, and I knew it was a setup too. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> And he offered, you know, if pressed, he'll offer the Drake River song is in Wyoming. But this isn't the time for all that. Yeah, that, that was the only information he was willing to give me. Extra information. And again, not the first time that that's referenced. Or it is the first time, but it will not be the last. <laughs> there you go. Before, you, uh, before that gets, uh, you encounter that thing. Yeah. And before we do the whole okay. Before you find yourselves in Wyoming. So in here, it says Tom or Evelyn. So Tom is ghosts. Hamid named Tom? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he oh, was yeah, real original. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even, he didn't even have his deed name yet. Mm-mm. Nope. No, in fact, uh, I didn't gain that deed name until Guilty. 
No, I thought you. I think you got it here. I hope it's in the script. I think, yeah, I think because Dooley suggested something, and I hope I have it written down. And we're going to find out because we didn't really go over this before we started recording today. We were talking about what else we're doing in this session. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, what we have the script for. It's okay. That's right. That's right. You're finding out as we find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're remembering stuff. Joey's finding out. I'm finding out because yeah, yeah, this is all new to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean. I don't know, new. You at least heard she didn't the story. Play it. She didn't play it, but she at least heard the story after we had done it. Well, yeah, but what happened? How much detail? You know, right, yeah. right. I mean, it's a whole different you get the game. Ball ballpark. Points, yeah, didn't play. time. Yeah. So it looks like what we get a little another sandbox time waiting for uh, Wyatt to wake up. Yeah, and um, there's a little blurb down here <laughs> about bang rang. Yeah, about another you know some more anecdotes here and there. They're telling stories around the fire. Yeah, because again, they're just waiting for. For Wyatt wake up. So Bangarang tells a story. <laughs> tells a story about a job in, uh, back in New York that they were clearing out a vampire nest in Soho. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's talking about, yeah, you know, so the, you got th- you know, it got thick in this fucking tenement. And so I grabbed this pipe and I shoved it right at this vampire's ass. And he moaned! Oh, the fucking thing moaned! Oh, gross! <laughs> I forgot about that until we had this, until the scripts were printed out. <laughs> and I remember when it happened. Oh my God, because at that point we're doing sandbox and everything's serious. And we just got the letter from yeah. Drake Drake. Drake Drake. <laughs> and, and, and we're trying to do sandbox and we're, you know, getting little bits of information here and there. So, okay, well, where else do we go? And we didn't have anything. So that's when, you know, that's when you had. Your, your little anecdote just to try and break up that monotony for a second. Yeah. And then like, he fucking moaned. And, and <laughs> I remember vividly, we had a stop story because probably both Tom and I were Oh, I was dying laughing. laughing. <laughs> I even right. mentioned that I was probably sitting there in lupus just cackling and hacking up a lung or something. <laughs> I couldn't even stay in character for that moment. No, I, did, I, I believe I we to, paused there. Like I had to, I had to get up, get my laughs out, get my tears out. It was, it was. Like I said, it was just to break up that just for a quick second. It was a good spot to pause because Wyatt wakes up. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. Like you know, with, with the the oral tradition of the Garnation, you know, there's always a story or about a job or this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important. There, there are two types, right? There's that, that, that shit at a moot, you know, where it's all formal and I'm telling you the story of Kruger Wormfo and the Death Bear, you know? Yeah, it's, or, it's or the, formal versus the informal. Yeah, yeah, or the war against the Draculas in Chicago. <laughs> 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 right? You know, there are these big grand scale things. And then there's like the, you know, it's Tuesday and we're around the fire. And hey, man, let me tell you about the story at work. Because this is what it is. Right. It's just yeah. life on the job. Yep. And when you tell, and we all do that. You've, you've, we've all told stories about something crazy or funny or stupid that happened at work. Yeah. And that's how those stories are. It's never, uh, I went and got coffee and then there was coffee in the machine. How much did mm. you pay for that coffee? Oh, it was 35 <laughs> cents. It was nuts. That's, yeah, exactly. That's never the story. You know, it's the time that the intern spilled coffee on his crotch and then, like, immediately started beating it like a bongo drum, and then doubled over in pain because what kind of idiot does that? Just you know? expected him to strip nude right there. I mean. But you know what I mean? It, it's that kind of story. So you, you want to? I think I think you want to craft those kind of stories and to try to make them entertaining or memorable. Because why else would someone tell that story? You know, no, we fought some vampires and then they died. That's not the story. No. 
But how gross is that? <laughs> he shoved, and the guy moaned, oh, that's going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. That's so inappropriate. I feel dirty. <laughs> like I participated in something I didn't You're mean right to. You're right of Exactly. <laughs> so at that point, then, I'd like to think that maybe everyone's laughing at that story. Right. Is what woke up Raya. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it was just time. <laughs> But yeah. who's going to top that story? I mean, let's face it. Right. <laughs> so, Wahaya's waking up, and... <laughs> you know, um, you know, it revealed itself to me. I could see it clearly, you know. Um, and then he goes on to describe the threat. The, you know, Raltik Thaka was an ancient servant of the Eater of Souls, sealed long before the Wormcomers came to these shores. It was sealed away by middle brother. It has awoken. Okay, so now we know what the threat is, the big bad. Right, and we know where it is. Thanks to Cagebreaker. Yeah, thanks right. to Cagebreaker. He knows where, but didn't know what. Now everyone knows what. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, there's our threat. There's yep. our. There's the main boss. Yeah, the piece, yeah, the pieces are now in place. Well, yeah. Put it in perspective. That could be a. It could be a threat that rivals a storm eater. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take care of this, please. Yeah, we can't. Um, you know, at which point, you know, uh, Ohio says we will strike in two dawns. Make your preparations, Thunder Fury. Might I have a moment? <laughs> So he's going to Jude. Right. Which, again, is kind of a statement, right? Oh, yeah. It it, it speaks on the, the reputation of Jude. Because remember, there's no love between these two. You remember the disdain of which why I spoke, why I spoke about Jude mm-hmm. in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's... He wasn't even invited. No. <laughs> he's just... He's here. No one's happy about it, but at the same time, everyone has the respect for it. Mm-hmm. And and something like that, where like, hey, I need a moment of just you. I think speaks on that relationship, which is nuts. Yeah, right. It speaks on that respect too. And then, hey, look, look at this. And Jude makes his way further into the woods with Wahia. He looks back to the remaining members of the calm. Duly get Vidoma on the phone. Tell her to get her bony ass down here by nightfall. <laughs> Already calling in the packs. Well, yeah, well, and I mean, it's one of those things. If you're dealing with a, a being that is on the threat level of the Storm Eater, you want Thurges. Yeah. Well, not even just Thurges. You need backup. You, you need, you need war people. Party. Yes. You need a big war party for this. Because I mean, you're looking at resealing it. You're going to need uh, a lot of defense. <laughs> And, and while you guys didn't know it at the time, and you guys listening still don't know what the fuck we're talking about, you know, v- Vodoma is a character that you guys get to know really well over the, the coming years. Yep. <laughs> yep. Next problem. Yeah, yeah, that's where it starts. Yep. You know, yeah. in fact, I think you guys forgot she was here. I didn't. <laughs> did for a second. <laughs> a lot of people show up, but, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's an important character overall. Right. Oh, yeah. Chapter four. Throw your bony ass down here. Yeah. Well, I mean... And I don't think we pushed it either about who that character is at that time. No, it's probably not, no, because... Reinforcements, that's yeah, all you I, need. Yeah, I think no. that's what we were At this point, it's like, more bodies to help us. Yeah. Exactly. And we just like, okay, that's reinforcements, good, go for us. But knowing, like, right there, that's the beginning of Vodoma in your games. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about that intro on that? <laughs> Remembering it, it's like, like oh, shit. Doesn't it seem a little... <laughs> it's not as big as it should be. Okay. She's At that time, At that time, it wasn't, but, I mean, she's a... She was a big character to us. I mean, at that time, it's just like, it's just another character. So True. that intro is like nothing. But it's, <laughs> it's like I mean, throwing a freaking rock in an ocean. <laughs> sure, but it's like, it's isn't it like a little odd to hear her being talked up even about like that? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, see if she'll help. Now, now tell her to get her bony ass over here. Well, it means there's lots of history there. <laughs> True. 
No, it, it's six of one, half dozen the other. There's we, we see that there's the history, but at the same time, you see that the, the kind of pull that Jude has, especially now knowing who Vidoma as a character is. Before, it's like, whatever, just another body to bring in to help. Yeah, but yeah, she ends up, you know, becoming a pretty relevant NPC in her guys' world. Oh, yeah. Still, to this day. Yeah. And then again, you know, you have the rabies and chains. Bang, get the car, we're going to D.C. <laughs> <laughs> and and then that shows, too, like, the, the differences between those two packs. Like, the, the alpha Jude of the calm versus the alpha whiplash of the rabies and chains. And, and their relationship to their own packs. No, I'm going to oh, yeah. the, the Jude's, I think Jude's... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not superiority. Maybe just authority. Okay. Everyone, the rest of his pack, see it. And they kind of, I don't want to say clam up when they hear that, but they know it's time to work. They know what they need to do. But when Whiplash says it, he says it with more bite and more ferocity. Okay, we better do something or we're going to get fucked up kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, Tom, is that your perspective? Kind of. I mean, I mean, really, like I said, it was just... It's just how it is. Just follow the orders right now. We were so fresh. I just follow the orders. Well, sure, but you also have the benefit of hindsight. You know, you can look back with, you know, your current eyes as well as looking from the moment. Well, looking back now, it just shows that Jude has, like he was saying, a lot of pull. He really does. And we didn't realize it at the time, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) And the way you paint him, yeah, he just, he gets shit done. And yeah. then, yeah, with Whiplash, it's just, it's that authority, it's that Ahran authority. It's just, it's just get it done. Like, right. you're fucking listening to me, or I'm going to take out your legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think where Whiplash does it with more intimidation, and, and Jude does it more with reputation. Or you owe him a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the point, we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, I think something to add to that, and, and Joey, did you notice... Because, I mean, you're looking at the script. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you weren't there the day, but you're looking at the script. That Whiplash says, hey, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And Jude says, you're doing this. I was just, <laughs> I was going to say, like, because you were going around the table. So yeah. I was I was keeping quiet, waiting till my turn. That it looks like Jude is leading by delegation, where Whiplash is leading by example. And that's definitely true. That's, you know what? That's a much better way than I did it. I was just beating around bushes there. And, and if you Thank look you back, for simplifying it. And if you look back, you've seen it all chronicle. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. I think that right there, though, what we just talked about, that really put it into a broader, widening perspective now. You know, yeah, it's the, we are a pack, we are the rabies and chains, we're going to do this thing together. Or even if we're separating, we're all doing our part together. Versus <laughs> Jude's, you work for me. Right. <laughs> You are doing what I tell you to. Well, yeah, and that that leads into, I see Jude as micromanaging. Mm -hmm. You know, he's telling his people what they need to do. Like, you know, think, don't think. Like, do not help me. I will tell you what to do. You just do it. I like like that. Don't help. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I think the difference is he doesn't do it with his own pet. He does it with other ones that he's micromanaging. His own pack. Oh, oh no. They should just oh, no, know. No, no. Right here. Julie, get on the phone. Well. Yeah, Julie, get on the phone. Like, he... And then... And then Whiplash, like, says, hey, we're going to D.C. But, like, you know... We the, were going to D.C. The members... The member, you know, Bangarang or Butchers or... They're all doing their own thing because they know they need to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not... Being told, okay, 
this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing, that's what you're doing. It's they know what needs to be accomplished, so they have a freer pack style where they can make their own decisions and work commonly towards a goal. Well, it speaks a lot to both trust and respect. Yeah. Agreed. You know, the rabies and chains trust and respect each other. Jude does not respect <laughs> The his, calm works yeah. for Jude. Right. <laughs> right. All I see is Shadow Lord. Just with the way it's played out. I mean, Jude is just well, such I mean, a Shadow Lord. That's tribe versus auspice, but... I get it, but it's just <laughs> just the way I see it. Cause... Well, I can see, but at the same time, Jude's not hiding it. No, not at he's all. He's not no. hiding anything. He's not, he's not puppeteering. He's just flat out telling you what you're going to do. <laughs> it's not puppeteering yet. <laughs> yet oh. that is a keyword. <laughs> I just thought I, I thought yeah. you know it, it, it's a good moment to take a step back with that you know because there's two prime examples of the different ways packs are led you know not only was it, it is it a good study in that but it's also a teaching moment for you guys where I'm I'm showing you this whether you realize I'm showing it to you or not did not realize it because at all. hey someone's got to lead your pack how's it going to be yeah because I mean you yeah. always right yeah. At that time, we hadn't decided who was taking over yet. At that time, we didn't notice this either. Guaranteed, none of us noticed that at that oh, time. I'm sure that's true. But, <laughs> but I did oh, it. Yeah. Oh, no, looking in, in back at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah looking back and, at it now, I'm like, wow, okay, I see it, but did well, not at, hit us at all at the yeah. time. And you're still seeing it back in the day. You're just not recognizing what you're seeing. You're still taking it in and, and you know, seeing that it's an option if you're not recognizing it. Yeah, because, yeah, even if you're not recognizing it, it's helping you form your opinion on the characters. Mm-hmm. Where Oh, it's definitely helping yeah, Ghost figure out his opinion. Yeah, on. Ghost does not care for Jude. No, he doesn't like controlling people. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it starts right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because it's not like Whiplash is any more or less controlling. He's just not commanding or direct about it in that kind of way. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if, if Bangarang said no... For some reason, mm, there's yeah. a problem. There's going to be a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where then I think, as my character saw it, that's why maybe that's why between Jude and Whiplash, those are two of his most favorite. It, it, they're the leaders of their own packs, and he's looking up to him as that because I think at that point we were pretty much deciding that's when I was taking over as Alpha. So I think maybe those two being some of those favorites, maybe that's why. Well, maybe. Uh, speaking of alphas, though, how about that? Is a good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we go to Ron, mm-hmm. who uh, looks at the three of you and says, Hey, come on, I'm going to walk about. <laughs> Cage Breaker, stay with Wahai, keep him safe. Yeah. Is, where, i got to show you a thing. Yeah, where he um, he opens a moon bridge right there in that forward sept, mm-hmm. which, you know, of course, is a higher level gift to be able to do that. Right. So, not that you guys knew it at the time, but that's already flexed a little muscle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that. <laughs> That's a cool flex. I yeah. like it. Yes, he I mean, it, it, it makes sense, too, because the next part is, is um, looks over his shoulder and gives a nod, you know, kind of like acknowledging his own. Look, yeah, look yeah. at my work. It's like, hey. <laughs> like, I did a really good job. <laughs> t- t- typical silent hollow arrogant bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Julie takes notice real quick. Yes, he does. It's like, what the hell? You can do that, you son of a bitch, and didn't tell anybody? (laughs) Well, yeah, because, I mean, if they had done that, you know, what, three stories ago? Yeah. That's exactly what Julie says, too. You guys (laughs) would have been shipped off. Mm -hmm. You could do this the whole fucking time? Are you kidding me? Why don't you take these kids to a fucking K in three days ago? Huh? Uh, Yeah, nobody asked. (laughs) Just love that response. That's so trip. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's such a Ron thing. Like, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a level of aloof. You know? Like, whatever. <laughs> we, that we wanted that? I that crazy. Nobody asked. Well, nobody like said Ron anything. Better at that point right there was his response. It just yeah. made me like him that much more. Yeah. But then that's when we figure out what a moon bridge is. <laughs> right? You're <laughs> your very first moon bridge ride. So they go into the portal, the yep. moon bridge. Yep. Um, and you describe a little bit of the moon bridge and kind of how it's working, which I think is neat. Yeah, to give them a feel, you know, yeah. of walking this tube of light and you can see the umbra below you and shit in the distance above you and, you know, just the vastness of everything. And I could see my house from here kind of shit. Right. <laughs> because it was the first time on the moon bridge. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are a little... As you reach the end of the moon bridge, you find yourself tumbling on the ground, and you make us do an athletics roll. See if we land on our feet. (laughs) I think I failed that. I don't think any of us... I don't think any of us... uh, So you just tumble out of the moon bridge and... I think we face planted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I remember correctly, that's... You just said all three of us tumbled. That makes sense. Because, again, you had no idea what you were doing, what you were in for. You know, Ron... Explains it, what, about halfway through, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, meanwhile, he's got the two giant wings because that was their totem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is already weird as shit. Right. Like, for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why... Why do you have wings and I mm. don't? A lupus with wings. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. He's a flying Didn't know dingo that was man. A thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned werewolves for real, and I'm one of them. Now, all of a sudden, there's flying lupuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. You guys are right at the... Uh, you know, about, about the end of the arc, because he's explaining to you, this he does his page, what is it, page three? He's explaining to you, he's telling you, hey, you know, how time works differently in the moon bridge, this is an instant, inst- you know, you'll be there instantly, it's great. Talks about where and why you're going, you know, that you're going to New Orleans, that you're going to his home, and then, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to help you, he's not going to be able to fuel a whole lot of questions. That's that second department, that's, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but race you to the bottom again. Yep. Yeah, race you to the bottom. Race you to the bottom. Yep. And that is where you put it right there. Yeah. I flat roll <laughs> to land on your feet, yeah. which I think none of you. Yeah, none, none of, of you us did. None of us. Everyone, I think, did. She might. Okay. I think she was successful. It was me and Danny that face planted. <laughs> Probably. I can sack a doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> then again, we were just starting. We didn't have the dots that we do now. Right. Which obviously it shouldn't matter because that's not the character, but still, it was a funny painted picture. But then you um, come out of the moon bridge. Yes. And you're behind a building. And I read this next section and see Mel's diner. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Alice. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. It, it, is it because the guy's name is Mel? Well, and he's balding in his 60s, wearing a white t-shirt and apron. There, there may have been some... You know, yeah. and it's like... like look, it's Mel, little... Mel Brooks, or... No. Just no, guy no. I used to know named Mel. What? Oh, you tell me. It, it, it the, was the a show. show. The TV show. It was before Danny's time. Oh. Apparently, because I... Don't look at me. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a show. Grits. Everything was before your time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you, okay. because, yeah, that, that's a little bit, little bit of a reference. A little bit but, of a nod. You know, a little harmless little nod, though. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you know where they actually are. Right. They and, are at the Razorback. Yes. You know, they find them a respectably large building, thick tree cover, ceiling goes on forever all around you. Ron stretches once more in his helmet form as an overweight, bald man in his 60s steps out of one of the back doors. He's wearing a white t-shirt, an apron, and an unlit cigarette dangling from his mouth. Hey, Ron. What's up, Mel? 
This is the bitches and bruise. This is Mel. <laughs> bitches and bruise. And, yep. and I like how fucking mundane that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. You know? <laughs> you come tumbling out of a moon bridge. You just fucking lit portal and you yeah. fall out of it. <laughs> and, just, and Mel's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just another day. Yeah. <laughs> another Wednesday. He, he's just the cook in the kitchen, yep. uh, you know, and he's like, oh. He's, seen, he's in his 60s. He's seen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the first Cubs to come tumbling out of that moon bridge. Yeah, no reaction to you tumbling out either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah just drunk Fiona. He's whatever. like, it's Tuesday. Gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got 15 minutes for the smoke break. I, I don't have time for this. And that introduces you guys yeah, to the location of the Razorback. Do we, do we discuss how that's Pretty much when we decided our name right there, our pack name, or did we do that last That morning? was a while ago. We, yeah. well, I think that was like either the second or third. Yeah, chapter. you you like guys you were dubbed the Bitches and Brews in the second story. Okay. I it's in remember. the script because oh, right. um, Jude makes a comment about it. Yeah. It's like oh, the Bitches and Brews. Huh? Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, now I remember. It took longer me than you think. You're right. <sighs> longer than I wanted to. <laughs> You're the only naysayer. I hated it. Oh, we browbeated you, you into you. Yeah, yeah, you beat it into me so bad. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I was. I did not like the fucking name. And you still can't get over it. Nope. We changed it, okay? It's, yeah, and now it's a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> it was three on one. Yeah, no, it really was. It was that's super unfair. She, that's what she said. <laughs> Phrasing? <laughs> hey <Hey-oh. laughs> Okay, so back. To, yeah, so this is the Bridges of Brews. It's some stupid... Pack of cubs tumbles out of a moon bridge and gets no reaction out of them. But which, you know, the worthier part here is this brings us to the Razorback. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is another location that becomes pretty well important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I like the Razorback. Oh, it's, it's you know... It's, it's, it's hard not to like it. Yeah. You've used it, and you told me about it. You've used it in several stories, but it changes up a little bit every time. Well, you get it, well I, I always do that, because it's important to revise your work, and you don't want to tell the same stories, but... You know, even if you fall in love with the location, there's always something you can do different. Um, but yeah, you know, the Razorback, the bar in Delacroix, Louisiana. <laughs> it's an unofficial sept, in my opinion. <laughs> it is. It is. It's kind of an unofficial yeah, sept. It's yeah. like an unofficial sept. Because it is the home of the Silent Howl, mm-hmm. who, you know, before becoming NPCs, you know, I played Segment Rainmaker, you know, the leader of the Howl. We worked out of the right. Razorback. So it's like, it's like a little, for me, it's a little like homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, makes sense for you guys. This is your hail mary of throwing everything out there just in case this was your last story. Yeah, you know, I want to go back. I want to visit. You well, know. and I put Jasmine's right up in yes. the Razorback. Exactly. So you know, it's a long history. Um, yeah, so you know, we describe the Razorback. You know, it's very, very kind of rustic looking. You know, and what it is, it's it's a shifter bar. Yeah. You know, you go inside and you meet. Uh, you meet Roxy Softowl, mm-hmm. the owner and proprietor. And I love her t-shirt, Beware of Dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, short black tank type of tree should beware of dog. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I named my dog after the NPC. Hey, it works. This, this was before I got my dog. You know, I know. I know you named and, her. Yeah, and don't ever tell my wife <laughs> because I will, I will deny it all day long. <laughs> but that, by the way, is the second animal who has been named after one of my NPCs. Really? Yeah. The Virginia group, um, Vidoma's player, actually. But I uh, got a dog they named her Shalassi. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> good name. That's a cool name for a dog, but like, 
I, I don't know how the hell I convinced my wife Roxy was the best name, but it literally I liked the name so much from this character. And even though, uh, is it Roxy Softowl or was it was it the sister that's not, she's kinfolk, she's not Garu? No, Roxy is kinfolk. That's what it was, okay. Yeah. Roxy's not Garu. She's kinfolk. Her sister is... Sarah. Sarah Softowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Roxy will get into the field. Roxy yes. has no yeah. problem. Yeah. No, yeah, she, she was, she's, she's her own badass. Oh, yeah, she'll throw down. No, Roxy was the fifth beetle of the Silent Howl for yeah. a while. <laughs> fifth beetle. <laughs> but, yeah, I like how she's like, welcome home, Trip. Yes. <laughs> as soon as Ron gets through the door, you know, others got home yesterday, they're upstairs, who are your friends? <laughs> and immediately, you know, he goes, yeah, this is a bitch, a bruise, the cubs. I got, I got to grab Sekka. We got a thing to do. Yeah. Yep, there's a job. Hopefully this one doesn't involve a sand yes. <laughs> no, we didn't know about the sand castle. Story for another time. So you know, and I mean, so you're left there in the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she served you guys around her drinks, made a little bit of small talk. Right. Yeah, I feel like that was true. Yeah. No, again, that's that's why I like that character, even though she's only kinfolk. She's still her own badass. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I stuck with the name. And I I, I love your typos. Yeah, those are fun. Aren't they? There's there's some there's some good there's been some good ones in here yeah, really that I have good. just danced around before you put a cap on for everybody. <laughs> but you know, you know sometimes you know it, it turns oh. into another word and it gets by your spell yeah, check. Of course. And I don't always have time to proof, and sometimes I kind of this is just for me. Exactly. Say, these, these were never written with the intent of the four of us <laughs> sitting around here discussing them. Yeah, you wrote. I'm them. sure now as he's writing them, they're changing. <laughs> no, they absolutely no. will not. No. Nice. I ain't got time for that shit, man. Right. I was gonna say he just finds it, he prints it off, and reprints it, and we come here and do this. Right. Yeah. And in the next paragraph, you're describing the guy who comes downstairs, and you meant to say wiry frame. <laughs> but yes. he put winery. Yes. <laughs> nice. Got a bottle hanging out of each pocket. Classy <laughs> and sexy. Yes. <laughs> this is where we get introduced to segment. Yes. This this and that's why we're taking a second with it because yeah, this is your own personal character. He's built like yeah. a winery. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Vines and all. That's right. <laughs> okay, not vines, but dreadlocks. Which is close enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you meet at this point, you meet a segment Rainmaker, leader of the Silent Howl. I mean, you meet the rest of the Howl, period. Mm-hmm. You know, which... Uh, but he get... was the last one of... Because everyone else was down at the bar at this time. Mm, no. No. No, no, one no he there. came down first. He's the first oh, one. He's the first one? Down. Okay. I'm trying to remember it. Before I read it here, I'm trying to remember it by my memory. <laughs> Not working very well. You, huh? you, do that? you got the script. You're going off of something that was two years ago. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better that way. But not when it's wrong, so hey. All right. But I like how Ron is just talking about how they have an old timey bane and they've gotta bind it, like in the middle of the bar. Like just yeah. no you know Oh at that point we'd already come out of a moon bridge and no one reacted to it, so we figured But that was behind the building. That could have been you yeah, know. but if the no, coach react to it... Right, but... <laughs> like, in the bar, you could have normies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But I think at I that mean, point, we were like... They okay, don't, they but don't. you guys didn't know that. Right. And I think once we realize that, that no one's reacting to this in a crazy way... Like, what the fuck are they talking about? <gasps> what, do you, what do you mean? Banes and... and, and everyone's like, oh, well, okay, we're, I guess we're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to surprise them. 
Well, yeah, I mean, she sets you guys up with beers. You don't get carded. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. all well under 18. So. Right. right. You, there is no ID. You don't have an ID between you. Yeah. But they knew. They could tell. You know, but the way, you know, like, like Ryan just screams up the staircase. Just, yeah. oi! And then segment comes down. That's enough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like the guy who's... I just like what he said. We got a thing, second. Why I stepped in it proper good. <laughs> That's a good way of putting that. I was just thinking this is kind of like the guy who's friends with the bar, the bar owner and just walks behind the bar and grabs two beers. Yeah, just add two more. Well, and um, what, what you see here in the script is, you know, and I, I think alluded to, you know, without going out and saying it, is uh, maybe there's just more than a little friendship situation going on here. Okay. You know? Are you talking about Roxy? Roxy and mm-hmm. Segment. Mm, okay. You know, you have, uh, he comes downstairs. She immediately yeah. hands him a glass. She gives him a wink and hands him a glass of whiskey. And I mean, that's that, that's got to be interesting because Sarah is a member of the pack. Yes. And Roxy, who is kin, can roll with the pack. Right. But she's winking at the alpha. Ooh, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's that's a sticky wicket. Certainly. <laughs> and, you know, that relationship isn't without its issues here. Right. There. Right. But it's I mean, it was, being, yeah. but it was right from there that I wanted to establish that subtly, mm-hmm. you know. Very subtle, yeah. But again, it's how natural was it, you know? Yeah. Like he's coming down, she's got a, she's got a drink for him already. Yeah, and, and I remember Didn't you... do it for Ron, didn't do it for Sage, didn't do it for Sarah. Right. <laughs> but plus the wink, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you and I have had storytelling phone calls where, you know, we're talking about these two, like, throwing glasses at each other. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> they, they get, they have arguments, and they can clear a bar. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's run for your lives. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. But then, yeah, the couple more slip down the stairs, and then we describe Sage Windover Mountain, the Bait of the Sound Hell, the um, Stargazer, mm-hmm. the Mute. Yes, and that's that's, cool that's fun. <laughs> At first, that was fun, trying to figure out what he's trying to get across. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's not sign language. No, he doesn't know sign language. But, but like, it's a lot of hand motions, uh, a lot of head movements. Body language. Body Very language. big body language. Yeah. And, and it's important to know that I act this out. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, at no point, or maybe very rarely will I go... You know, Sage makes a motion, and this is what it means. Yes. There's been times where he actually, Sage pulled out a notebook or something to write on and yes. wrote, wrote down yeah. what he was trying to get at. I, I think when it's there's too much for you to, quote unquote, act out, that's when you'll write it down. Yeah, and he, you know, he, but usually it's out of frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but no, at the same time. I find it funny because he has mind speed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know that at that time. But I still find it funny that he chooses to do this when he has mind speed. Yeah, because even then, when he does write it out, Porter has a smaller notebook that fits in the palm of his hand, and he'll use that as Sage. He won't use his notes that he's holding on to. <laughs> he'll, he'll write it down on that notebook. But Sage has, you know, Sage and, and the Howl communicate with his pigeon sign language. Yes. yes. So they all know what his signs mean. Yes. And so, we're trying to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> and and mind speak is not a toy. That's fair. I'm just <laughs> saying. It. I mean, that's what he'd tell I'm, you. But I'm just saying, if he has something very important to get across, he sure. obviously use mind speak. You know, and then uh, following him, we have uh, we have Sarah Softhowl, the final member of the Silent Howl, who, um, 
Anything, Joy, when well, you're reading that description, mm-hmm. is there anything that, that uh, catches you? Uh, the stud earrings that are different glyphs. I like that. Oh, thank you. You know? Um, Auburn hair, interrupted by a streak of purple and is cut like that girl from Friends. Which girl from Friends? Would be Jennifer Aniston. Oh, because okay. of the era. Oh, but you okay. don't want to say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Cut. Okay. Now I got it. So if she's got a glyph, a different glyph for earrings, are those just earrings? Or are those actually like fetishes or dip? No, just, or just earrings. cool earrings. Okay. She had custom done. Huh. Why not, right? But, like, you point out that Roxy and Sekman have a little wink and, you know, a nudge. And her eyes dart to Ron and she suppresses a smile. And then looks at the rest of you. Yes. So... She's happy to see Ron yes, in, she is. In, in a, you know, attention-calling manner. Yes. So maybe you guys should pay attention to that. Maybe you shouldn't. I'm not the boss of you. That's, it was that, but you're right. You caught it. It was there. I'm exactly Rick one. I'm not stepping in their business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Tom on that one, yeah. Not stepping in. That went over my head anyway as a brand new character. Did not sure, realize it. but there it is. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a litany breach looking to happen. Well, at least one-sided at this point that you know of. Mm-hmm. You know, but, yeah, exactly. Is there something there? Because clearly, she's very happy to see Ron. Not the rest of them. And is suppressing that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't be too obvious. Right. And so, you know, the, the situation's being explained to the rest of the howl. They're in. And so your friend's here. They're part of it, then. And his response. Yes. His response, again, referring to the three of you, is not anymore. They're staying here while we finish this. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So he took you to New Orleans to get his pack and bench you. And I know you remember that shit. Oh, yeah. Because we fought. We fought to go. Yeah. I I was very impressed. Okay. Because that was Ron's plan. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask you if you wanted to come with him. He said, come on, I want to show you something. Yeah, he was... You can get drunk here at the Razorback while the adults go do a thing. That was the plan. Yeah. And no, we fought, because this was our find. We wanted... Yeah, and and I think that was the... That was the kind of the point we were making. Like, this is because of us. Okay, but look at it from their point of view. You two, three, are kids... You're oh no! They absolutely have a good point. Yeah. No, they have a, they have a great point. They're, 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 they have a point, but we also had a statement to make. But you're also most likely to die, and maybe Gaia needs all the warriors she can handle. Like you know, there's too few of you guys as it is. So at that point, it's not his decision to make on our lives; it's our own. And you know, I, I see. Look at look at them go. Well, <laughs> even today, even today. Oh yeah, yeah. God damn right. No, I was I was really impressed. I mean, I didn't I didn't think you guys would bitch out of the encounter, but I had to offer that. You were final. given the chance, though. Yeah, like you, I had to give you guys the chance to be massive cowards and have that be <laughs> a theme that you'd have to overcome that reputation. I had to yeah. give you the option, you know. Mm-hmm. And but but I think at the same time we already made the decision when we went to that spiral hive. Even though it wasn't a full hive, it was a, a mini one or whatever. Sure, but that was... You didn't know what you were into yet. No one right. knew what you were into yet. Right. You know, now that here's the information that's on the table. Yeah. Look, and you just went into a small spiral hive. There's just a few spirals there. Yeah. Now you're going against a giant bane who's, you know, equal to a storm eater. You sure you want to do this? Well, it wasn't even are you sure you want to do It wasn't are you sure you want to do oh, this. Oh, no. It's like, it was no, you're, you're not doing this. 
really throwing the big threats at us right off the get-go. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, you know, it was waking up. You know, yeah. Hey, you're Garu. You're going to be dealing with this. Yeah. <laughs> Deal and, with it. And again, what's a threat big enough to get all these characters together? Right. You know, the so. story's about you. The world doesn't revolve around you. That's right. Hey, I think that's the major part, to bring all those different characters, even though they're your favorites and that's how you get to pepper them in because... Yeah, there needs to be a reason. But yeah, but exactly. There needs to be a reason. These are all coming together. You don't you don't get a group of talent like that together because it's like, oh, look, there's four scrags. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Someone call them fucking cavalry. <laughs> I see a scrag. <laughs> okay, so in here, you're talking about the, the argument and the debate whether they're going to come, you know, handle the threat or not. And it says if they don't stand up for themselves... Sekhmet will have the final say because his vote counts twice. Which, fine, sure, whatever. Why um, does his vote count twice? Because he's the alpha and he says so. That's what I was going to say. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> Right. So, were they always going to be included, or did they actually have the option to stay behind? I mean... I think you gave us the option. I, mean, I didn't... You guys really want to stay behind. Yeah, I didn't that. think they would stay behind, but you had the... Uh, they yeah, get to make there. that choice. They had to dangle the shiny quarter in front of them. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, otherwise, I'm, I'm, we might as well just be, you know, sitting around like a bonfire. Like, we're not playing a game at that point. If You don't have the option. Mm-hmm. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want to, really. Right. You know, if you choose to waylay a story to be a jerk. And that's not what, what would have happened here. It's, it's to keep it less linear. It's to keep it less, this is what you're doing, guaranteed. It's, yeah. no, you still have options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, and, you can still take that left turn. And they wouldn't have held it again. I mean, they wanted you to stay put. I didn't think you would. <laughs> but, right, right. And it was just it was just that little nugget of segment having an extra vote to sway the situation was, you know, was segment going to say, no, they're coming? I believe segment was anti, it was against them coming. I feel like it was Sage that was standing up. Sage and Sekhmet siding with the Cubs. Oh, damn, really? Yeah. yeah he wrote it in there. I was about to say, wait, I remember him voting for us, because everybody else was saying no, but his book counted twice. He even stated that out oh. loud. Uh, I didn't read it. I just went off memory. That was yeah. the mistake we gave Danny shit for. And I remember off ago. memory, though. <laughs> I remember off memory, though, ha! that he did specifically Suck state it. that out loud, that his vote counted twice. It didn't matter. They're coming. Well, I think at that point, it's the they can come, yeah. as opposed to we're making you. So if they were saying we're staying put, that would have been the story. As you would have gotten drunk at the Razorback, and I think Sarah wouldn't have Which come Which I home. think happened anyway. Mm. <laughs> oh, you were going to kill Sarah. Yep. Nice. I mean, there would have been other casualties right, too, right. but Sarah wouldn't have come home. Bummer. Not that you guys had any interaction through the rest of the story, I don't no. think. I don't, I don't think so at all. You're nowhere near each other in the battlefield. No, but However, hearing that now... That sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's one of those, you know, it's a butterfly flaps its wings. You exactly. made a choice. and Repercussions. Yeah, and somebody doesn't come home. quote the butterfly effect. Yeah, well. So, but yeah, give them a few minutes to fuck around. <laughs> like that little part of the, set, the script. Because I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> and that's when we got drunk. Down here, sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, was, I know something funny's going on over there. <laughs> I don't know how funny to say anyone but me. Okay. <laughs> it's too late now. Okay. Yeah, the timing's way gone. Yeah. Hey, I'm Kelso. This butterfly effect is crazy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that is <Right>. funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I was quoted too. Second <laughs> <to> show. <laughs> hey, Foreman, isn't this nuts? 
So <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so at that point, obviously, we, we head back. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you show up and, like, there's more people there. You yeah. know, <laughs> It's a proper war party now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you're, you're getting there. You're, you're back with uh, Cage Breaker. Everything's, you know, getting ready. And uh, they lay out the plan. Yep. Wahai yep. said, was it Wahai? said two dawns. Yep. Yeah. So plenty of time to rest up. Yeah, everyone is theoretically in tip-top condition. It gives time for the reinforcements to get to where they need to be. Right. And Butchers in the Shadows lays out the plan. Okay. Yeah, the Rabies and Shades will take the Vanguard with the Slight of Claw and the Frostbite at 10 and 2, respectively. Calm in the Hell, you're at 4 and 8, which leads the Bitches and Bruise on the 6. <laughs> nice. Brain in the rear. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. At least it wasn't, you're up front, you're the fucking meat shields. <laughs> Again, who, but... Who is? It's the Rabies and Chains. Yes. Because it's Butcher's plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right masters in the center. Keep it protected. You know, something this big is going to be like a massive beacon calling any nasty thing anywhere near us. This will be bloody. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a foreshadow at that point. Like, look, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> yep. And um, you see he mentions the right masters. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's on that list, Danny? Wahia, Vodoma, Hannibal, and Ron. Hannibal. Well, Charlie and Lumber. Butcher's. Yes, but... Hannibal Mende, another name that becomes more important <laughs> later on. Tom's just shaking his head right now. Letting that go. What? He was, he was I, I get it. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so did I until now. Yeah, until I just read that right this second. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm not breaking your balls over it, but... What do you mean this is two years ago? Exactly. Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. But I'm showing there he was. Yeah. You Showing know. how much of a dick Porter is with this foreshadowing. Right? <laughs> well, even that's not foreshadowing. It's just the world's a living, breathing place. Right. You know? Hey, yeah, you guys did a job together. There were a lot of fucking people there. You didn't have time to hold hands and fucking make out. Wow. But you did a job together. Gross. But no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, positions are all ready. Uh, you mentioned from Whiplash about uh, how they've contacted their pack totem and Boar's going to help. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. not to be upstage. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Jude. Jude's like, I'll do it too then. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's exactly the tone he used in every <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's actual audio. Not, not only that, but he uses, he doesn't use their pack totem. He uses his tribal totem. Well, that is also their pack totem. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I forgot that part. But. Oh, I, you probably never knew it. I don't think we ever knew that. No, you're probably right. No, I... But I, I definitely made a point of bore because I loved, I had that visual when I was writing this last part of, because, you know, this last fight takes place in the Umbra, about an avatar of bore <laughs> there with them. Mm. Yeah. You not, know, just tearing Pumbaa. up the banes. <laughs> not, not just regular old Pumbaa. Oh, we're, we're talking like Mononoke style. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that big-ass boar spirit with those huge tusks just ripping through the battlefield. Helping the rabies and chains out because oh you you know Whiplash loves his boar oh yeah 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 this is this, <laughs> this is, is a man who does regular blood sacrifices to the pack totem you just know it yep I was just gonna say that the ears didn't give it away <laughs> not at all of course not and so I mean it it kind of what what more is there to say I mean it, it, it's combat at that yeah point. at that point yeah. it is oh, just it's, combat yeah they go into the umbra and look here here's our plan we've laid it down as is basic and as simple as, as, as much as possible. You know, I had established a couple particular types of banes that we're just going to keep showing up, you know. Meat puppets, <laughs> scrags, 
trying to remember what else was there. I'm, I'm not even reading script. I'm trying to do it by memory now. Well, there were scrags, because there's always scrags. Bastards. There's just, just scrags are there, you know. And, like, I mean, I made up a couple, mm-hmm. which are brilliant, brilliantly named, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and? What would you name them? Um, Slaughter Deer and Maggot Kids. <laughs> brilliant. They had to be called something. I needed something... Yeah, it's something off the cuff, something quick and easy to just deal with. Yeah, just look, this isn't this is going in a bestiary, motherfucker. This is just... I remember, if I can remember correctly, I remember you like you said like seven of them showed up. Like, okay, do a roll, and I was like, well, I got six. I'm like, okay, you killed them. <laughs> well, they weren't overly, you know, some of these weren't overly difficult, you know. Those... No, but you had them in. Well, you had to paint the picture of when we're doing this. Just right. every bane in existence is getting. Pulled to this spot. Right. Yeah, they, and, they might not be a credible threat, but there were many of them. Yes. You know, and like even even then, if you look at that last page, is is just, you know, the stats on the enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so the slaughter deer is, you know, deer spirits corrupted, gone mad by Raltiktaka's influence. You know, and, you know, they've got the, the black muddy pool, you know, the liquid shit coming out of their orifices, and they're just, teeth are all crazy and sharp, and they're just crazy. Yeah. They're just going to charge you like, like a fucking, like an asshole. <laughs> and then, you know, your maggot kids that resemble human children with the reverse joint legs, because I love shit that runs quadruped. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the tentacle, acting as a tail growing from the smalls of their backs. Disgusting. Oh, and the skin's almost translucent, allowing you to see a pale green liquid flowing like a river just under the flesh. Gross. Their fingertips are hooked, serrated claws. Um, their head is more like that of an earthworm. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Right? And I mean, that was the point, just to give you a strong visual. Oh, very a strong visual. Called, you're going to fight like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, like do a roll, and like, like six, they're dead. Don't worry about it. But it was it was the numbers yes. that made it more of the credible threat. And then there were a few, you know, massive tentacles from, from Altic itself, and the, quote, standard spiral. That's what it says there. Now mm-hmm. that I believe in a standard spiral. <laughs> and I, I tried to just not... just a spiral with no gifts? Yeah, it was. It was a, this is like your first, you know, you're not fighting real spirals. You're fighting baby shit spirals because... First change spirals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's my second day. Yeah. <laughs> the worms said to come here. <laughs> At least he made us play t-ball and not hardball. Right. <laughs> You know, you had enough to deal with. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, that combat was nuts. And well, and you, you have a little tidbit. The combat yeah. will last seven turns. So something is going to happen after seven turns. Yes. Well, and... I think Joey's got, Joey's got something first. Like, right at the beginning of combat, somebody goes down. Was it the beginning? Oh, yeah. Right, right when here. Right when combat starts. Yeah. You know, you, yes, you hear that? Is. We've got spirals incoming. Yeah, after he does the whole explanation, he goes, there's a there's a sound of a whippoorwill. Whippoorwill, yeah, it's, which is the totem of the spiral dancers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other is, I, I don't know how I set this page down. <laughs> this is like the first time we, yeah. this, we actually need this page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is the you big said, one. Because you have several, like, things here. And they're all separated. And after each of the turns, one of these things will happen. So Mm -hmm. obviously you put them in order. Yeah, so like, you know, countless tentacles are erupting from the ground. Yeah, the banes are are swarming. Jude screams out, we've got spirals coming. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm describing the right of the... 
the Garou are moving as one and chanting and dancing around this particular right area and gotta protect them, protect them, don't let anything through. And you've got, you know, a scrag pile. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes is right. Yeah, yeah. Again, I start with the vignettes mm-hmm. for, for the mass combat. Yeah, it does start with uh, with Docs. And then Cage Breaker says, keep your eyes open and don't wander off. Trust the others to do their jobs. We need to take care of ourselves. An arrow pierces the Nar's skull, sticking directly through the eye. He staggers and stumbles. Take care of yourselves. Cage Breaker drops to his knees without warning. A small pop is heard as your pack mate's head explodes. Five rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instant five rage to all hands. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, see, see, what you heard there is exactly how it happened. It, it, the way Joy was reading it, like it, that's how Porter read it on on day of. Well, probably with a little more urgency. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, but still, it was. <laughs> but here, start a combat. Your pack mate dies. Yeah. <laughs> just arbitrarily. Yep. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah, no blaze of glory, no big hero moment. Mm-hmm. Just shit happens in combat, mm-hmm. and now you're a man down. And it's just to make it more real to you. Yep. <laughs> and then we came five rage. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Spend it wisely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> plenty of targets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started doing multiple moves. That oh, point. yeah, like, we started right. tearing into him. No right, line, no waiting. Right, right claw at that guy, left claw at that one while I kick at that one. And then and then bite down on that one, yeah. Picturing that all at the same time. This is left with him just hopping on one foot. <laughs> it was awkwardly. Oh, Danny had two arms. <laughs> yeah, he had two arms. I had two at the time. Yeah, he, had, he had two for quite for a while. I know. I just got to give him shit. Of course. <laughs> You're not the only one. He'll keep coming up, I'm sure. But no, I, did the, I didn't do them all simultaneously. I did them one after No, one. no, I... It just was a funny visual yeah, that you tried to do that simultaneously and then I was just hopping around on one foot like an asshole. <laughs> How many can I get at one time? I'm going to get you. <laughs> so we lost the pack, mate. <laughs> we were so oh happy. God. We were just like, yeah, cool, we got an extra pack, mate. Never mind. Not anymore. Nope. Nope. He's gone. He's done in the rings. <laughs> but what happened when we lost that pack, mate, Tom? Well, that won't be till after the battle. Oh, was it? I thought it was immediately. No, that's after the battle. That was after. Yeah. All right, forget I said that. We'll go back to it. But we could say, I mean, you know. We inherited his stuff. Yep. Yeah, well. I mean, he specifically did. stated it. I yeah. inherited one thing and, and Jess inherited the other. Yeah. yeah. But still, he specifically stated it. What, uh, chapter yeah, it two or chapter yeah, three? Yeah, like, I, I inherited this from somebody and I expect this to be passed down again. So. <laughs> right. Like he said in giant capital letters, if ever I should die, it's totally cool to take my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this isn't foreshadowing, I promise. It's crazy how much I don't care that people take my stuff when I'm dead. Thanks, guy. <laughs> right? So we've got Jude Thunder Fury, who's got a vignette. Yes. But, but the vignette that I'm more interested in is Segment and Sages. At least the first part. Okay. You know, this is embarrassing. You wanted to? Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. Segment Rainmaker says through a grin. The spiral, infuriated, takes a wide swipe. He easily ducks, stabbing his clave into the spiral's armpit. Ouch. Shifting to Krinos, Segment moves behind his enemy, leading the spiral with the clave stuck inside the worm wolf. 
With a mighty push, he frees the spiral, which collides to a nearby maggot child, sending them both to the ground. Rainmaker dives to his fallen foes, running the clave through both of their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which part grabbed you in particular? I liked it. This is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. Right? Like, learn how to fight. Come back. This, is, this is what you got? And then he gets both of them at the same time with that, that downward. Yeah. Just thunk, thunk. It's good. <laughs> I always enjoy the way he fights. Segment, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's all of them. Because they use pack tactics to the fullest. Like, you know, they All have... All Sage and Kylindo, too, yeah. Well, and, and they they have maneuvers that, that they use each other for, mm-hmm. you know. And I just like how that pack fight. Well, they, they taught us uh, fastball, fastball special. Yeah, I mean, a lot no. of... No. Yeah, they did. Sage did, yes. Sage did. Did he? Yep. I thought that was Dax and That was in New Orleans. No, I know. Both. I thought that was Dax and Doom. They, they both they were, did. They, they were, it was a combined Sage, effort between yes. the three. Combined effort. Okay. Like, Dax and Dooley did something, and then they had to leave for a thing, and then Sage stepped in to teach us more. Okay. There was, like, three or four we learned. Or two. There was three we learned. I feel like you never used any of them. No. <laughs> I think fastball special is really the only one we've used on purpose. Yeah, but that's that's the future. Yeah. hmm Yeah. So, but then we have the end of the combat. Yes. Yeah, this is, I think, once all, you said seven turns, so I think once we've all used our turns, and obviously we knew combat wasn't over yet, so it's not like we killed any, a bunch of the little things, but. Yeah, I mean, you're still it, it's protecting still, the right. Right. Doing our job. Yep. And I might have, I might have on the day cut it from seven. Probably. Because, it was a long ass story. Because it was whenever, like I say seven in the script, but if we're on the day. And it's lagging at five. I'm not going to string it to seven right. arbitrarily the, for no good fucking reason. Got to have the timing right. Right. You know, seven was just the number in my brain when I was doing it. It wasn't mm. even seven vignettes. So, you know. Yeah, I think it all at that point depended on what we were doing. Yeah. It's okay. just, just the flow. Yeah, exactly the flow. But so, yeah, once um, combat's end, and it's, it's what it's called in the script, <laughs> one of the tentacles rises slamming down and shattering the cage which was the vessel to seal this bane in. Mm-hmm. Waya wails in despair as the vessel is destroyed. He looks around, scanning the battlefield. He sees his fellow Garu, students, friends, enemies, champions to the last. He motions to those performing the rite, gives a poignant nod, and approaches the great bane. His chants echo through the umbra. Roll tiktaka mita dolta nana wali morasu! A binding flash and a shockwave. As you pick yourselves up, you see naught but scorched earth where the bane once rested. Scorched earth and a skeleton. The elder Actina's bones are charred and brittle now, save for the skull, which is carved in runes and emanates the stink of the worm, a stench that is slowly dissipating. Boom. Boom. Yeah, so... That was, that was it. He sealed the bane inside his own skull. Yes. Did what he had to at that point. Yep. yep. And, you know, if I remember correctly, we talked about it when we did uh, the moot, because um, Sekhmet did the, uh, that story, or a quick version of that story. Um, oh, you mean in Discord? In Discord, yeah, sorry. yes. Sorry, should have been more, more specific. But, like, that sacrifice he just made, the sacrifice of himself for the better of the rest of us. Not just his pack. Not just the packs that are around us. No, it was for the but, nation. But the entire nation. And that stuck with me. It still sticks with me so hard. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to break it up a little bit. But it, it's a... It, it's such a big thing. Like I can only imagine. Not even imagine. I can only 
aspired to be that brave to be able to make that kind of sacrifice for the rest of the nation. You'd lose Hunter. It'd be an interesting day. Yeah. And of course, where that that is where the script ends. That is not where the story ended. No, we we, we had the the had epilogue <laughs> with uh, not a whole lot. No, but I think we were so. I mean, at that point, yeah, that, that on the day it was a long day. It was a long story, but like we weren't ready for it to end yet. But well, it wasn't over. Any the combat was over, but mm-hmm. you know, from there, um, there was work to be done. Still, yes, you know, some of the Thursias were performing a rite of cleansing around the area. Um, some of the more influential members of this war party gathered a bunch of spiral skulls, if you recall, carved glyphs into them as decoys. Okay, yep, now I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. There were 13 skulls at the end of the day, each distributed to be hidden away somewhere. Where... Taken by a different thurge. Yep. Each one. So no one knew who had the real skull or where it was. Well, one person knew. <laughs> Certainly. <Wow. laughs> <laughs> things don't always go with that perfectly, but mm-hmm. I mean, this was the intent because gotta keep it hidden. Gotta keep it hidden. Is it secret? Is it safe? Mm-hmm. That's the best they could they could do. Quite a quote, Gandalf. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, they put it in an envelope and handed it to Wise next to Wise next to Cannons, and there you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Don't ever put it on. Aggressively, no. Skull, the fuck do I put it on? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, how? Yeah, as you make a puppet, make a sack yeah, puppet a out sack of it. Yep. Or just do Hamlet, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> hey, kids, don't play with veins. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, you get your, your hand as the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, there was a pretty important moment there. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, everyone was gathering up and people were going their separate ways. Yep. And at the end, it was just the rabies and chains, the calm, and, the calm. and, and uh, the silent howl. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, that's when Dooley invited you guys to join the calm. <laughs> it happened. Yep. Did it, didn't it? Did he really? Yeah, he did. I don't even remember that. He, he, <laughs> he did, but with like a big smirk on his face. Oh, it was a joking invite. Right, because like the next line. You From know, like Jude. Jude and Dax were like a couple feet behind him. You know, yeah, he's coming with us, right? He goes over to the van and she goes, he's fucking with you. You know that, right? <laughs> because I was excited. Because that's the pack I wanted to go I think we all were excited. <laughs> yeah, at, at that point, like, I had picked out who I wanted to, quote unquote, follow. And, and this was the opportunity to do that. You know, you guys were, the mission was done. Everyone was going home. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Right. And that's who Where I wanted to Where are you going to choose us home? Yep. And you could have chose to find your own home. To go with nobody. I mean, you had every choice. Mm-hmm. And it was up to you guys. So we're going to stay here and establish a sept. You would never have. You wouldn't have known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but we also knew we still had some things to learn. So <laughs> yes, you did. Who, who are we going with that's going to best teach us? And now you made the worst decision. <laughs> if if you were if you were going for. We need to be trained and we need to learn about... You You made the worst possible decision. I didn't go for what we needed to be trained. I went for what we already visited and how fun it was. That was the way I looked at it. <laughs> and yeah. I was about to ask, so... Nope, that was the way I looked at it. I went, so, well, we've already been there and that place seemed fun. I want to go there. But that, that, those... So essentially we had two options. I mean, yes, we had a multitude of options. But our two options that you laid right in front of us were... Rabies and chains, mm-hmm. or the or the silent apple. I wanted rabies and chains. 
Because he's got a whip thing with whiplash. We all know this. It's not just that, but I think it, I think it was more the it's combat a, it's aspect. It's a man of it. crush. Whiplash he's, is awesome, and you suck. Yes, I, he's got the biggest man crush for him. Okay. He admires the guy. Whiplash is awesome. Anyway, he's being an old mini whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at that point, when we pretty much decided that I wasn't Fiana, I was more get. I was around that area. Around that area, yeah. But you were saying I. That's where I wanted to go. Except there's three people in the pack at the time. It's true. And uh, I got majority ruled out. <laughs> so we didn't go with the Ravens and Chains. It's it's a time he just shows maximum fun. Mm-hmm. Rag bash, man. Yeah. I was going to say, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, you certainly didn't get much of an education. No. <sighs> I mean, we did. So you went to <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, we, we went to New, New Orleans. Orleans. We went to the Razorback. Yeah, and... Um, that's where that ended. Yep. You made your choice. The and Ravens now you and didn't went think. Who did you think we were going to go with? Oh, I was sure you were going to go with the Ravens and Chains. You know, it, you <laughs> had Tom who had kind of bonded with Bangarang. Mm-hmm. You, you had you, Danny, had kind of bonded with Whiplash. I don't know about bonded, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, you had. I, had, I was trying yes. to bond with Whiplash, yes. Like, kick my ass in the woods, sir. I need to learn combat. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I said that. You did say exactly. that. Exactly. like. <laughs> Yeah, I need to I need to be better at combat. Why don't you kick my ass and show me how to do that? Okay, so I just see teachers, but the <laughs> the Karen there is the scratching wolf. Yes, but there is one in New Orleans proper. Yes, there is. So, which one did you guys end up at? You'll find out on the next. One. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That, that leads into the next. Chronicle. Okay. The chronicle ends with them stepping into the moon bridge with the sound howl to begin their new life. Gotcha. To be continued That's in The Guilty. Uh-huh. Holy shit. <laughs> Chronicle 2, The Guilty. Your best work. You know, yes. I think today The, the Guilty was my finest work. It's... And it was a joint effort between you two. You and Joey. Mm. Well, you know, Joey was, you know, spent years. Yeah. Since, you know, I've bounced ideas off of her and we've come up with stuff on the fly. And Right. I think her assistance in this one, though, being very vampire related, helped a lot. I, I think you'd be surprised. Right. But we'll talk about that yeah, when we we'll, get there. We'll get there. We'll start getting there next month. Yeah. yeah. I'm just extremely curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that off camera. It's fine. We need a break between episodes anyway. Yeah, that's fair. So. But that is the that's the first chronicle. Uh, final thoughts, guys. <laughs> this was so cool to see essentially the epilogue of our pack. Because, I mean, yeah, it was a call it the epilogue. Prologue. Prologue. I was, about to say, I was like, our pack's done? I was about to say, are we done? Let's, We're let's never playing meant. again? <laughs> oh, no. No, we got you. My apologies. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's essentially the prologue of the pack. Yeah, we each had our own prologues before but, our first change, at our first change, but like the pack itself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the prologue. And that, man, that's still to this day, there's so much in that that, yeah, we mentioned, and it's just foreshadowed up until even the guilty, up until our current current chronicle, and then we had no fucking clue about it at the time. No clue. Yeah, <laughs> you you guys didn't have a chance because he plays 4D chess. <clears throat> and to be fair, we knew nothing. About right, the right. So he plays literally everything he threw out there. Chess boards. <laughs> he could have been playing 2G chess at this point because everything he threw out there we knew nothing about. Right. We didn't read learning. any books. We didn't. No, there was nothing. So it's just he was just what he's throwing out there was going right over our heads at first. 
which I really enjoy looking back at now because I'm sitting here going, holy crap, oh, Hindsight's all of this stuff is amazing because honestly, I don't remember a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Ghost was so fresh into it. This was all just yeah. This was this so was all just kind of beginning. I'm not playing my character like how I play my character now at all. Right. Ghost no. was just ghost. There was no ragabash about it. There was no Fiana about it. It was just here's Garu. Yeah. So I mean, I like looking back at it, going, I was so naive back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think they, we all were. It's something there, you know. It's like I didn't. I was never trying to outsmart you guys or right above you guys. But you see, I didn't pull any punches either. Mm-mm. I didn't. I'm so glad you didn't. I didn't give you babies for his werewolf story. I'm very happy you didn't. And obviously with the way you tell your stories and hopefully with everybody listening, you guys realize that he writes fucking amazing. Granted, he's not reading our scripts word for word for you and you're not playing with us, but <laughs> just no. the pictures he paints and the way he runs it. Well, yeah. and all the interactions are so nuanced. Mm-hmm. Very. Very. Very nuanced. Yeah. You, you don't feel like you're interacting with a computer, a game. You're interacting with a person. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, I remember when when we were writing this and, you know, there was the the whole scene at the Razorback. And I was excited that you guys were going to the Razorback and were going to see all those interactions. And we talked about Roxy and Sekhmet. And you floated the Sarah-Ron connection. And I was like... I was like, oh, shit, because, again, in this reality, in this continuum, that's different. Hmm. That's a change. Yeah. Can change compared to what you heard from the last one. From every other version. Yeah. Every other, okay. You know, mm-hmm. Sarah Softowl. Is dead in one of the versions. Yep. Um, hmm. She was never part of the Howl. No. In most of the other versions. Well, never. Just, just a kinfolk this is the, behind. Oh, no, no, no. no she's a changer. So, sorry. Rox, Roxy. Roxy's Roxy. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah was never a member of the Silent Howl until yeah. this version. Interesting. And it just seemed so perfect. It did. Doesn't it? Yeah. She does fit really well. And, and I love how she has a huge crush on Ron. <laughs> just inexplicably. <laughs> but also, in, and I don't think I don't think it's ever mentioned, so I can just say it, mm-hmm. how she cannot understand what Roxy sees in Sekhmet. Right. It's like <laughs> it's like um, Arrested Development, like uh, George Michael's uh, girlfriend, Anne. Okay. You know, the her? She just does not understand what the hell Roxy sees in Sekhmet at all. And I like think that's hilarious. Him? Yeah, just, what, what, what about him? Is this, did you lose a bet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, for me, it, it's that, the importance of the characters. Mm. That's why, it's what keeps you in a story. That's why you watch your favorite show. That's why you keep watching it, even if the writing goes down a bit. Because you've, you've grown attached to the characters. You've you've embraced the world that it's set in. Well said. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what yeah. I try to do. Yeah. <laughs> 15, uh, 15 seasons of Supernatural. You, right? you don't just right. stop watching. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible for a good chunk of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the but, seasons like six, six, seven through like 12, maybe. But you, you've grown to love the characters and you keep going. And you got some good ones peppered in. Enough, but enough to keep you going. Exactly. So to to show those interactions and the the character development right off the bat for us is is huge because as we continue on to you know discuss the rest of our story, you see how those only get stronger as far as the relationships. No, absolutely. You know, and And even even the bonds between our own pack, you see that too. Although that's something I insist on. You know, I've had groups, you know, that... The Silent Hill's a great example. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this was we we played those characters for years. They never talked to each other. Mm-hmm. The fuck do you live together and not talk to each other? <laughs> How'd that work out? I, yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know if it's not not as well as you guys. Yeah. Because you know but, each I other mean, each other's characters. And Echo and Ghost can just like look at each other and just start laughing. That, that was a weird connection right from the get go. <laughs> like I did not expect that either. I no, that was that was yeah, super weird. The, the minute Echo came in and, and just heard Ghost just instantly clicked and yeah. that was it. Yeah, like with the you know, with, with that original side and with most of the packs before I started making people interact, mm-hmm. forcing you to. <laughs> you know? It was well, yeah, we all live together. And we're friends because we're friends and we live together. Yeah. Good job. I've heard that before. But you've never spoken. Tell me five things about that person. Exactly. That's not Ooh. in their write-up. Ooh. Ooh, that's a neat thought experiment. Well, for pack, for pack people? Yeah. Tell me five things about that person that's not that, in their write-up. That actually, that's, that's that is fucking neat. great. Yeah. Something for storytellers. Con- congratulations, Tom. Hey. Yeah. No, I like that. How's that 8-bit storytelling going? <laughs> I haven't written anything yet. <laughs> Got something now. Oh, we'll be going back to it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but Let's finish mean- out our current chronicle. Yeah. Right. You know, we'll see. But in the meantime, that that was Into the Breach. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Um, I'm going to speak on behalf of everybody here. Yeah, I, I can't wait to start the guilty. Oh, oh we all can't wait to <laughs> It's going to be amazing. So we will see you right back here next month for the guilty part one. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you guys.